What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode four for the week of February 13th, 2022. I'm your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all of the information you need as we cover Disney+, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Disney released new trailers, release dates, new movies, TV shows, info, and more. Uh, The release date has been announced for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus original series, which is super exciting and and very, uh, everyone's looking forward to this one. And then um, big news, uh, the Beauty and the Beast prequel series at Disney Plus has been put on hold indefinitely. We're going to discuss these top stories and let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week. We're going to bring you our 10, uh, 10 and 10 News Blast segment uh, where we fill you in on all the, all the happenings on Disney Plus in about 10 minutes. And uh, all this and more is coming up uh, right now. All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, so happy to be back. Uh, let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Highlights include Assembled, the making of Hawkeye Season 1 of Snowdrop in the U.S., U.K., Ireland, and Canada, and the finale episode of uh, Disney Plus original series, The Book of Boba Fett, is now available to stream, and we're going to give a brief uh, review, talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, So let's get into our first uh, top story. Uh, Disney released new trailers, release dates, new movies, TV shows, info, and more uh, during the Television Critics Association Winter Virtual Press Tour. That's kind of hard to say, (laughs) but a ton of stuff was revealed. Uh, I know that you were like kind of going crazy trying to keep up with all this uh, earlier in the week. So, Michelle, what's going on with this? Okay, yeah, I have a lot to know. So... Walt Disney Studios released the trailer for the upcoming Disney Plus original movie, Cheaper by the Dozen. And they also announced that it's going to release on Disney Plus on March 18th. So this is a reboot of the original movie that uh, I think it was released in 2003 and had Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. This time around, it's going to star Zach Braff and Gabriel Union. Looks really good. I can't wait for that. That movie was actually pretty good. I remember. Yeah. I, I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit. Uh, Steve Mich- Martin, though. Sorry. Michelle Yeoh, uh, she was in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. She has joined the cast of American Born Chinese, and that's a genre-hopping action comedy series based on the graphic novel of the same name. And then Academy Award and Tony Award-winning actress Catherine Zeta-Jones, she's going to play a leading regular role in the Disney Plus original series National Treasure. Um, And then we have that trailer and the release date was announced for the dropout so on hulu in the united states and then also on disney plus in canada and united kingdom that's going to release on thursday march 3rd you can check out the trailer on our website and this is amanda seyfried and naveen andrews they star in the upcoming series about the rise and fall of elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. So it is based on a true story. Um, okay, I, I know that, I know that uh, that background. That that'll be interesting. Yeah, that actually looks really good. And then um, the hit series. It's called Secrets of Sulphur Springs. That's been renewed for season three. 
And then Disney also announced that it's currently working on a sequel to the Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps. Um, the first one debuted uh, last October, and it was a real hit, so they're making a sequel to that. Disney also announced that the original series, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, will start streaming on Disney Plus on Wednesday, February 23rd, with not one, but two episodes. And we talked a little bit about that last time. Uh-huh, right and then new episodes will release weekly after that. And then Disney is also currently working on a holiday heist movie for Disney Channel. It's going to be titled The Naughty Nine, and it's going to be like Ocean's Eleven at the North Pole. So okay. So looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Disney Plus has also ordered an unscripted series from Brie Larson, and it's titled Growing Up. So Growing Up is a groundbreaking hybrid docuseries that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence through 10 compelling coming-of-age stories. The series uses narrative, experimental, and documentary filmmaking to follow one casted individual ages 18 to 22 as they tell their story. And then we have another unscripted series. This one is from Jeremy Renner, who we last saw on Hawkeye. And this one is titled Renovations. So Renovations is an original four-part series that embraces Jeremy's lifelong passion for giving back to communities around the world by reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs. So that sounds interesting. And then Disney Plus is developing Super Fudge. This is an original animated movie based on the book by Judy Bloom from the Russo Brothers. And then... Which... Hold on. Avengers. The, 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 when I first heard about this, that like that just did not like compute for me. Like You've got the Russo Brothers from obviously Avengers fame and Super Fudge, which was like a book series that I used to read as a, as a child, like the the Judy Bloom books, mm -hmm. which like just totally does not mix. But I was a big fan of those books when I was a kid. So uh, like, I mean, it, it just seems weird that they're involved in in that. Yeah, like it, just, it, it doesn't, doesn't really seem to compute. Mesh. But okay, I'll <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Well, you know, um, it's gonna be good. Oh, I, I, it was actually a really great. Did you ever read that book series? I don't think so. It was like Tales of the Fourth Grade, nothing, and then the Super See, Fudge See, I remember was that, one. but I don't know if I... I what was the other... I, I cannot remember what the other book in that series... I think there were like three or four books in that series. I, I really... I, I thought you didn't read. I don't read now, <laughs> but I used to read when I had to for school because they make you to do those things called book reports. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so Disney branded television is also developing Paula Santiago and the River of Tears. This is a live action original series based on the novel from Eva Longoria for Disney Plus. Next, we have uh, Disney Junior is developing an original animated series from Reese Witherspoon titled Tiny Trailblazers. I'm sure this will make its way to Disney Plus eventually, too. This is going to be geared towards kids aged 2 to 7 and the entertaining stories. Right up my alley. Positive attitudes about the great outdoors and highlight the importance of environmental conservation and wildlife protection. Next up, we have David Diggs, um, who you might remember from Hamilton. He is going to narrate the Disney Plus basketball series called The Crossover, which is based on the acclaimed best-selling novel um, by Kwame Alexander. And uh, this is going to be upcoming on Disney Plus soon. And that's it for that round. <laughs> that's a pretty big round in... 
all I could think of when we were going through all these is I, I feel like we're we're really just at the tip of the iceberg on what uh, what we can expect and and what Disney Plus and all this streaming all, all of these different shows on, on these streaming services from Disney like we're at the tip of the iceberg on what we're going to see in the future because all I could think of as you were going through that is oh my gosh all of these like massive names in movies tv whatever like you you said Catherine Zeta Jones Amanda Seyfried the Russo brothers uh we're going to talk about like Will Smith coming up like it's just so it's all there's the so much there's so much and... momentum mm-hmm. uh just building going forward with with all this stuff it's kind of exciting it, it is exciting it, it, it's exciting to be talking about this in in the relatively new uh like earlier portion of, of what this is all going to eventually become because there's just that's a massive amount of releases that that were announced just this week. It's like almost impossible to keep up, and it's only going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's just go ahead and move right on to the next mm-hmm. thing. And, and this is probably one of the biggest things that's coming anytime soon. Uh, and that's the release date has been announced for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, there were a lot of rumors out there suggesting that the series would release in May and possibly on the Star Wars Day, which of course is May the fourth. I don't know, no, I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> uh, so, were the rumors correct about that? So, it is debuting in May, but not on May the fourth. It's going to debut on May twenty fifth. But that's not without significance because May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, is actually when Star Wars: A New Hope was released. Wow. So, um, yeah, so this uh, the series stars Ewan McGregor. He's going to reprise his role as the iconic Jedi Master. And the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. So, um, I know a lot of people... I, 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 I have them. high, high, high hopes for uh, for that series. I actually feel like I enjoyed a lot of the prequels mm-hmm. more than maybe a lot of like the. Yeah, star, you're like, not alone. Like I, I know, like a lot of like those those first three movies that those guys were in were kind of divisive among Star Wars fans. I always kind of liked them a little bit more than I felt like maybe the average person did. But uh, hey, Star Wars fans are very, very hard to please. And it's understandable because it's so beloved by so many people. Um, Anyway, final big news story. And this is uh, pretty disappointing because I was really looking forward to this. I know a lot of people were. And that's the Beauty and the Beast prequel series uh, that Disney Plus had planned has been put on hold indefinitely so highly anticipated um so what what's going on here yeah so they said the delay is due to creative elements and scheduling challenges with its cast so the eight episode limited musical series will focus on gaston and his trusty sidekick lafu with luke evans and josh gad reprising their roles from 2017's live action beauty and the beast this was actually supposed to film this spring they just announced that rita Orr and sharon d clark uh, we were just talking well. about this like a week and or so ago. previously announced cats include Brianna Middleton, uh, Frafi, uh, Jelani Alladin. So the huge big names. And so basically they're saying that uh, now they're shooting possibly to begin the summer 
Um, but the scripts weren't far along enough. The original music wasn't coming together in time. And the, the sad thing is, is they were kind of reporting that it's not when they are ready to film this, if the original actors that they were going to bring in will have their schedules available to accommodate that timeline. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But I mean, how can you do this without Luke Evans and Josh Gad? I well, mean, you, you but really, they're hugely popular stars with a lot going on. So You really can't. And that's exactly what we were talking about earlier this week when, when this news kind of came out. Uh, you know, guys like Josh Gad, who are, are, are very popular and and very working actors, uh, their schedules are frequently mm-hmm. pretty much booked because you film a, a, a TV series, you film a movie or whatever, that, that can be a multi-month commitment. And, you know, th- that's usually scheduled out, you know, even, even like years in advance as to when, you know, the primary like dates for like shooting these are going to happen so uh it's i hope they can pull this together i hope they can keep the cast intact um because i mean alan menken was going to do new songs i mean this is well and this is going to be good and and yeah you you have to have the the music has to be right for that series to Mm -hmm. uh to be successful so uh if if there were some issues with with some of that i mean you you can't just you know pull a song out of your hat. I mean, maybe Alan Menken can. Because, yeah, but, he can do anything. But, I mean, it, it, a lot of work goes into composing those those songs for the series, and they've got to be just right to make them, you know, to make them what the fans expect. So um, I guess it remains to be seen. I hope that they can fit that in sometime in, in the near future. But, uh, yeah, on hold, and that's a huge disappointment. But it just goes to show how really complex and difficult it, it is, is for these series to come together a lot yeah, of elements yeah. have to happen to make something that you know fans are ultimately going to going to like so anyway uh if you like to hear about news stories like that uh, be sure to uh follow or check out our website which is disneyplusinformer.com because if you follow that website then you'll hear about all of these uh these news stories as they break they get posted on there and then um I guess that's going to do it for our top news stories. So let's go ahead and move right on into our news blast segment. Michelle, 10 and 10. We've got 10 minutes. Please go first. Okay, so Disney Plus has smashed analyst predictions and has reached nearly 130 million users. At the end of 2021, Disney Plus announced it had hit 129.8 million paying customers worldwide gaining 11.8 million for the quarter, which ended on January 1st, 2022. Analysts had predicted 125.4 million, and the Walt Disney Company expects Disney Plus to reach 230 million to 260 million total paid subscribers by September 2024, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. A, stop and think about the fact that Disney Plus did not exist a mere couple years ago. Exactly. And B, Netflix, watch your back. (laughs) Uh, Steven Spielberg's award-winning, critically acclaimed West Side Story will debut on Disney Plus in the U.S. and most international countries on March 2nd, so that's coming up very soon. Uh, The film will launch in Taiwan on March 9th and Japan on March 30th. I haven't seen it yet, but I was a huge fan of the original, so I'm definitely looking forward to uh, streaming that as soon as it's possible. 
So Disney Plus has released a brand new teaser for the highly anticipated original series, The Kardashians, and they also announced a premiere date. So it's going to premiere on Hulu on April 14th and also on Disney Plus in the United United Kingdom and Ireland. It's also coming to other regions, but those dates have not been announced yet. So the family you know and love is here with a brand new series giving an all-access pass into their lives. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie bring the cameras back to reveal the truth behind the headlines. From the intense pressures of running billion-dollar businesses to the hilarious joys of playtime and school drop-offs, the series brings viewers into the fold with a rivetingly honest story of love and life in the spotlight i am so happy i know you are no no I, I i am so happy that this family has finally decided to open up and share stuff with the public it's just it's going to be very exciting for all their fans uh national geographic announced 13 new projects for disney plus uh during the opening remarks at the brand's tca press conference big budget shows from will smith john favreau and david blaine are included in the lineup uh, Will Smith is returning to Nat Geo after his latest Disney Plus project, uh, Welcome to Earth, which you talked about and re- or you you watched and reviewed. I loved and it. Loved that. I still haven't had a chance to to check that mm-hmm. out. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, it's uh, it's going to be called Pole to Pole, a series that will see the uh, see Will uh, cover twenty six thousand miles from the South Pole to the North Pole. It comes from Smith's uh, Westbrook Studios. Jane Root's Newtopia and Aronofsky's Protoza. Uh, Eight new natural history series are also included in the lineup. Great Migrations, Home, Lion, Secrets of the Elephants, Secrets of the Octopus, which are actually really fascinating creatures, so like that immediately sounds interesting. Uh, Sentient, Supernatural and the biggest little farm series. Now you were telling me like who is it that James, Cameron, James Cameron's involved in the secrets of octopus? Mm-hmm. Okay, James Cameron. I'm again like these massive names involved in exclusive Disney Plus stuff. Like, you know that's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Everything he does is good. So um, that and that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have an article. On our website, Disney Plus, and oh, yeah, with, more uh, with, with more details about all these, uh, it is a, kind of a long article, so I just didn't want to waste everyone's time talking. Yeah, this about is ten and ten. This is ten and ten. Moving along, Hulu has revealed the third season of the coming of age comedy Love Victor will return on Wednesday, June fifteenth. Um, this will also debut in Canada on Disney Plus on the same day. It is coming to Disney Plus in other regions, but. Those dates have not been announced yet. Sadly, this will be the final season of the series. So season three will consist of eight episodes and all episodes will drop on June 15th. Uh, here's a bit of a big uh, big one. Uh, the animated sci-fi comedy hit Futurama has been revived for a 20-episode run on Hulu and it's going to premiere sometime in 2023. Uh, the series first aired on Fox for five seasons before moving to Comedy Central for three more seasons. Futurama centers around pizza delivery guy Fry, who accidentally freezes himself in 1999 and wakes up a thousand years later. Original voice actors Billy West, Katie Sagal, along with ensemble players who voiced multiple characters Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche, 
Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and David Herman will all return. John DiMaggio, who provided the voice uh, for Robot Bender, is still finalizing the deal to return. Uh, however, nothing has been made official yet. Uh, th- this is from uh, Matt Groning and David X. Matt's obviously from The Simpsons. Everyone knows that. Um, so... Yeah, I never was that big of a fan of Futurama. You used to watch it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know it was a very popular series, so pretty cool that that's being revived. Yeah. So Anthony Ramos, he was in In the Heights in Hamilton. He's set for a key role in Marvel's upcoming Ironheart series that's coming to Disney+. Plus. So his role is currently being kept under wraps. However, Deadline reported that he is expected to not only have a big role in the series but in future Marvel projects as well, similar to how Jonathan Majors was introduced as King the Conqueror in Loki. So not much is known about the new Ironheart series, but the show will feature Dominic Thorne's Rory Williams, a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Um, One of the most anticipated original series coming to Disney Plus this year, obviously, is Obi-Wan Kenobi. But up until now, very few details have been revealed. Uh, but one of those that was just revealed is that Rupert Friend is reportedly playing the Grand Inquisitor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. According to a new report from Bespin Bulletin, we may we may now know that Rupert Friend will play in the series. According to their sources, Friend is the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, the article goes on to say that there are at least three Inquisitors with Rupert Friend portraying the Grand Inquisitor along with Moses Ingram playing an Inquisitor and Sung Kang. Uh, Previously, it was reported by Cinelinks that Kang was uh, playing the fifth brother. And though my sources didn't know the name of the character Kang plays, one did say that the character has a headpiece that's somewhat similar to the one the fifth brother sports in Star Wars Rebels and that he spent hours in makeup. So... Um, nothing has been confirmed about this, so just treat this as a rumor for now, but uh, that seems to be the scoop on what's going on there. The Andor Disney Plus series recently wrapped filming, and though an exact release date has not been revealed yet, the show is expected to launch sometime later this year. Andor follows the adventures of rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the Rebellion, five years prior to the events of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. The rousing spy thriller will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. Stellan Skarsgård, uh, he's going to be starring in this, and he recently revealed that he's going to be filming the second season of this series this fall. So nothing has been announced yet or confirmed for a second series, but uh, it's kind of interesting that the first season hasn't even debuted yet, and they're already working on a second season. Yeah, so. very, very cool. Um, finally, keep keep this one uh, in your uh, in, in mind going forward because it sounds like it could be kind of cool, e- even though uh, it seems to be kids focused. Uh, Lucasfilm is rumored to be developing a kid focused live action Star Wars series that is set during the High Republic era. The High Republic era takes uh, place two centuries before the events of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, when the Galactic, uh, Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith. So far, the High Republic stories have been told mostly through a series of novels and comic books that were published by Marvel Comics. 
But according to Cinelinks, uh, unlike their current upcoming shows, uh, the primary cast and focus of the story would be kids in the preteen to teenage range. The show's uh, it, the show is being described as Stranger Things in Space, like from the Netflix. Series. Like from Netflix, yeah. yeah. And Stranger Things is awesome. So mm-hmm. like, it sounds kind of uh, it's compelling. That's why I say like, keep yeah. this in mind. Like, like remember this because it sounds like even though it's it's kind of more focused towards kids, like it might be kind of cool. Um, of course, this is all just uh, you know a rumor for now, but uh, Disney Plus is also working on an upcoming Star Wars: The Acolyte series, which is expected to release sometime in 2023, um, and that's like a female-driven action mystery thriller. So that sounds pretty cool too. Uh, I guess that's gonna do it for our top stories. I hope that that was close enough to 10 minutes to satisfy everybody. Um, finally, in this episode, we're gonna talk about. Uh, the big, uh, big release of the last week on Disney plus, and that is the book of Boba Fett chapter seven seems like that was kind of, um, what, what, what would, what would be the word? It was, uh, a lot of people, it was very divisive, I guess would, would be a, a good way to describe it, uh, with how, uh, people received it. Um, so I guess Michelle, go ahead and, and. Talk about some of your thoughts on this. Yeah, feel free to uh, chime in. So uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will chime in with my thoughts and opinions and personal feelings. So, chapter seven is titled "In the Name of Honor." It was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who I think did episode one and three. I know three for sure because that was my least favorite out of, out of all of them. Yeah, that was definitely uh, the low point in the season. <laughs> so, that one. Let me start with a recap first. So it opens at the bombed out remains of the sanctuary in Mos Espa. And Fennec and Boba say they're at war and are soon joined by Mando, who tells them he thinks the people of Freetown will come to their aid. At this point, he's unaware that... He didn't know what happened right, in the, he didn't in know the that episode Cabin before after shot, he had left. Yes. Right. Uh, Cobb Vance. So... Then the mod squad arrives and they all agree to stay in Mosespa. And then Cad Bane meets with the leader of the Pike Syndicate um, at Mos Eisley and the mayor of Mosespa. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they reveal the secret that the Pike Syndicate is the one, they're the ones who actually destroyed the Tuscan Raiders, not the speeder bike gang like Boba was led to believe. Yes. And then we see an X Wing approach. And it flies into the hangar of Pelemoto. Yeah. And we And you're see... thinking like, oh my gosh, is, is, Luke, <laughs> is Luke Skywalker here? in this episode? But we see R2, which is just as cool. And uh, we go on to see that actually Grogu. He's back. Is in there too. So that was kind of cool. And then, um, then we see that Boba's like trying to get all his forces together. The Mod Squad, um, the Gamorrean Guards, Black Cranston, and they're all in position all around Mos Espa. Yeah, and they know that bad things are coming, so they're positioning all, right. all their team to different areas around the city uh, in anticipation of what's coming their way. And then Cad Bane visits Boba and tells him about the Tuscans and what really went down and tries to ruffle his armor. And But Boba backs down from the fight then mm-hmm. meanwhile the rest of the gang are getting ambushed um and then we see these like scorpion droids oh yeah um, those were cool yeah those are really cool and then all 
hell breaks loose, basically, right? So yes, over the um, top action-packed hell breaks loose. Just total action with this big, huge battle scene. Finally, the Freetown people show up um, to help out and reinforce. In the middle of the fight, Pele shows up with Grogu and reunites him with Mando, which that was my favorite scene. And you see like Grogu do like a little force jump in, into Mando's arms, mm-hmm. which was so sweet and teary-eyed. Okay. And then you cried. And then we see uh Boba who comes out in his rancor and he's riding him and basically trying to uh fight back and that was kind of neat. Uh then Boba and Cad Bane have the showdown. Uh Boba almost gets killed. And then he eventually stabs um Cad Bane with the Tuscan Raider stick. Mm-hmm. And Supposedly, Cad Bane dies. Which um, remains to be seen. We see ba- Baby Yoda, like, actually use the Force against the Rancor and, like, lull him to sleep at the end. Which is, which is, um, you know, Grogu's Force powers after a very, uh, very small or short uh, period of time in which he was being mm-hmm. trained as a Jedi kind of shows uh, his way with the Force as being quite strong because, you know, he, he, he was in the middle of his training with Luke and then had to make his decision in the last episode. And then so he shows up in this one and he, he's got some serious force powers going on for a little, little yeah, guy. Yeah, for a little guy. So uh, Boba actually ends up winning his war. And uh, then we see Mando and Grogu and the Naboo starfighter heading off into space somewhere. We don't know where. And then there's a post credits scene where yeah. we see somebody that's in the back to tank mm-hmm. and we find out it's Cobb Vanth and that that Which, the mod artist is kind of above him like preparing like to operators yeah like ready to to turn him into like half robot mm-hmm. half human marshal and you knew uh watching the series that that you know when when he gets shot down uh, in his showdown with um cad right uh, that mm-hmm. like you know that that's like a character like that's not going to go out quite like that so you, you expected more from him coming forward that's the scene where you see that okay now he's still here so the reactions to this were kind of mixed and all over the place some people like loved it um some people were underwhelmed some people are disappointed um how did you feel well, I, I kind of went into watching that episode with uh, a little bit of uh, low expectations because I didn't get to watch it right away when it came out mm-hmm. before like initial reaction hit social media and, and online. So I init- I initially like went into it like, oh no, like a lot of people are upset. But you have to like realize that I, I feel like Star Wars as a whole is going to get intense immediate reactions frequently trending towards the negative on anything that comes out just because star wars fans as a whole are um they're very very passionate and they're they're very hard to please and rightfully so because they've been super passionate about this series for for decades now so um i i didn't have the highest of hopes even though i went into it initially really like expecting a lot because I had really enjoyed the past couple of episodes before that. And I've enjoyed the entire series so far as a whole leading into the final episode 
quite a bit. I've said it before that there were, there were some peaks and valleys all throughout, but overall I've, I've really enjoyed the book of Boba Fett, even though again, a lot of the book of Boba Fett had nothing to do with Boba Fett. Anyway, I liked it. I, and maybe I'm easy to please a lot. I will say a lot of the action in this was very over the top and some of the scenes were a little bit kind of okay well let's talk about that because there are like a couple cringy like things that okay, i that, that i didn't like as well do you want do you want to say one or do you... go ahead okay so initially what i'm thinking and, and i saw this on twitter um you know a, a couple of different times uh some people had posted uh a little video clip of the part. Uh, what's uh, what's Chew- the Wookiee's Black name? Cranston. Black Cranston. So he, during the episode, like he he takes a lot of fire and gets hit, and like he he's he's injured, like he almost like mortally wounded, you'd think. And there's there's a scene where he's being helped with a couple of the the kids from the biker the squad, squad, the mod squad, <laughs> and he's limping, and he and he can he like he's like next to death or whatever. And all of a sudden you see like, you know, he's got his arms around those guys and, and he's limping along and then suddenly, oh, here's an enemy and, and, and I've got to take him down. So he pulls the big rifle off of his back and, you know, immediately is like better and takes shots and, and, and kills the enemies and the two people that were helping him kind of do some stupid moves where they're <laughs> it was like the like spin doing like a spin and like it, it's and just like, like over the top spin and like a jump and it was like it over was the top weird it just didn't hokey. belong it was hokey it, it was very hokey and yeah and, and i and i i thought that right away and then when i was like reading other people's i'm like okay i'm not the only one who thought this was weird i, I didn't catch it that just, initially and i don't know if i was taking a sip of my beverage and then <laughs> diverted my eyes or whatever but yeah, when I when I saw that the second time, I'm like, oh, that's that's not good. But overall, you asked me what I thought. It, it was a lot of action. It was definitely over the top, but it was fun and and I I liked the outcome and, and like I loved the rancor, even though like Boba Fett riding on the back of the rancor okay, to so save the day. That was kind of cool. But let's talk about the part where they have the rancor climb the building and oh. kind of like. A King Gosh. Kong moment, and that was another hokey thing. I didn't like if it was an anime. I don't know. Like, come on, that, you, you could do a little better. Yeah, than that, that was kind of weird. I didn't like that. Come on, John Favreau, you're better than you're better than like a cheap like. And they had to know that that's what they were doing in that part I don't when they know, were. The, but then, like you know, and I've noticed this with the other episodes that Robert Rodriguez di- directed, and I mean, he's a great director. Don't get me wrong, but there's a. You can see the difference between what he directs and like Bryce Dallas Howard or Filoni or I mean when his he's stuff directing, is a little bit more choppy. I feel like uh, the, the, it doesn't flow as well or something. His, his, his episodes feel like they're consistently they're a lot weaker. Yeah, they're they're can they're consistently less uh, narrative driven and more more you know action piece driven uh, and. Again, like what, like you just said, there's like the editing on them is just not like it, it's not. It's choppy. There, it, it is choppy. It's like it, like the it kind of throws off the pacing or something. And the whole mod squad thing, and I, I didn't like that. that. No, and they kind of reminded me of the Spy Kids, which he did, and it was like you, 
It just it, it, it doesn't fit in that universe to me. It feels in out of place opinion, in Mosiasley or Tatooine yeah, or whatever. Just, that whole thing always felt out of place to me, but that's just my opinion. Um, let's talk about Cabane. Yeah. So assumingly he's dead and mm-hmm. Boba Fett killed him. And then we see this like blinking distress beacon on him, like a honing device, which supposedly alerts the Crimson Dawn who the leader of that now is Kira, who we mm-hmm. saw in Solo. And which, what's interesting about this is they just, there's a rumor going around that Amelia Clark, who played Kira in Solo, mm-hmm. is rumored to be getting her own series. So if that's true, then you can see how this could possibly alert the Crimson Dawn and get her involved in how this could spin off that, that side of the story. Yeah, so... Everything that they're doing in Star Wars and, and all of these these shows and, and movies or whatever, everything that they're doing now is to continue building the universe because there's more and more Star Wars in the pipeline and, and lots of things are coming. So like, you really have to have, if you really want to have an understanding, of, like, you really have to have like a deep Star Wars knowledge of like what's going on to be able to follow it adequately i completely kind of like missed out on that at the end so like when i watch it i'm like oh well what is that like is he is he still alive is he coming back like what is that but like yeah it makes perfect sense they're building towards another spinoff series like that it could be but like that's probably what's going to happen so at the end we didn't get any kind of announcement whether there's going to be a Boba Fett season two. We didn't get anything about season three of The Mandalorian, which is currently filming. Um, it's expected to hit around Christmas time of this year on Disney Plus. I, I know that we have we, we definitely haven't seen the last of Boba so, Fett. But we, I wonder like how this Cobb Vanth in the back to tank if that's going how that's going to fit in. Is this going to be towards another series? Is this going to fit into season three of The Mandalorian somehow? Are they going to do another season of Boba Fett and include that there? I don't know. Um, I kind of think that you're going to see much in the way with and this is just like a, a guess and kind of what I'm thinking. I think you're going to see in the, the next season of The Mandalorian, much like in this season or the first season of The Book of Boba Fett, the crossover to Mandalorian, I think you're going to see a lot of the crossover back into the next the next season of Man, of Mandalorian. You're going to see a lot of like the Boba Fett stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I mean... Well, let's talk about that. What do you think season three is going to focus on? I mean, we don't... I mean, obviously the dark saber has to be in there somewhere. Um, you know, is it going to be Dinjarin learning how to use it? Is it going to be Grogu learning how to use? Are the you know? Um, there, there's just so much up in the air. Like, what's even going to be the the antagonist in in mm-hmm. that next next season? I, I mean, like, you really just don't even know. Um, I, 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 what do you think? <laughs> Well, I think it's going to somehow focus on the dark saber somehow. Well, and they, they, they think... really did make a uh, they really did make a point of e- even in in the, this last episode, they, they they made a point of of making the dark saber very uh, paramount to the story mm-hmm. that that was told in this in this book of Boba Fett, and even in that last episode, you know, you, you saw Mando trying to wield it against um, against the scorpion droids or whatever to. Uh, 
to very le- little initial success. And well, you also have to remember that Mando got kicked out of the Creed, so like, I I I want to like that's a very powerful weapon, and like, I was kind of let down to see such a like you know this weapon's built built up to be so powerful and you have to be you know you have to have won it in combat and it, like it, it's like th- like the most powerful like weapon like basically that anyone could have and it was essentially like not even like effective against them until the the shields or whatever were yeah. were brought down like i'd like to see like okay where where is like what can be done by someone who truly knows how to use it Mm -hmm. maybe which they kind of i feel like they also kind of um foreshadowed that with some of what they were talking about with that well and then we might even focus on grogu can he be mandalorian and jedi both you know and and where his story goes yeah I, i i do hope that um I, I hope that they give uh, Grogu going forward, uh, you know, whatever they decide to do with that. I hope that they give him um, more of a plot or or more of an, an you know, I, I hope they give him more of a story than just being like the cute little like, oh, I can kind of do the force stuff, but mostly I'm just like here to be like give him don't say that don't say he's just there to be cute no not <laughs> but like i mean th- th- that's what a lot of like what his scenes have been and yeah. it's been like oh and here's grogu and like yeah he's like super cute and like he oh but he can also use the for like move his story forward beyond just being like the cute little like baby kid that's being taken care of to give him like an end game to yeah like oh wow like no i know what give you're me saying. some payoff on on that story for mm-hmm. him and I, I'm sure that that's where it's headed, but um, how they get there, I, I don't really know. But I'm definitely, definitely on board for for whatever happens. But like I said, I think that you'll see a lot of crossover back into the Mandalorian season three with, uh, you know, Book of Boba Fett. It remains to be seen if we if we get another another season of Book of Boba Fett or or whatever. But you definitely haven't seen the last of these characters. They're all intertwined together in in one big thing. So. Uh, you're gonna see it back and forth. I, I'm positive of that, and it just remains to be seen where they where they take the story. But yeah, I guess that's gonna do it uh, for this episode. We've went on way too long, or a lot longer than I actually thought we were going to today. So thank you so much for uh, joining us, and we hope that you come back next week. Uh, please take a moment to rate and review, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're gonna do this every uh, or every week, or at least try to. And we're there's so much going on in Disney Plus, Hulu, all this. Like, we could literally talk for hours each and every week, but everyone would get sick of me. I get sick of me. Uh, anyway, rate and review our podcast. We would we would definitely appreciate that. Quit laughing. I know that you would. You're getting <laughs> I, I, sick of I me. Know. I know. Okay. Anyway, be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and release schedules, and more. Uh, that's updated every single day as as news breaks it's posted there uh you can reach out to the to us uh you can email us at podcast at disney plus informer.com if thoughts suggestions questions something you'd like us to talk about anything uh please feel free to do so we'd love to hear from you uh you can also follow us on twitter at more disney plus 
please stop by and visit our Facebook page too. We're on there. We're going to get out of here. We'd love to uh, see you next time. Uh, so bye. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>